Hello world, welcome back to Coffee and Croissant with me, Christian Alphonse. It's a podcast show about food and travel. Today is January 30th, 2022, and I'm recording an emergency podcast. We're going to be discussing the Freedom Convoy and whether or not it is fake news. As a quick disclaimer, and for transparency's sakes, I'm pro-vaccine. I, ha- I am fully vaccinated and I have my booster. I am not pro or anti-convoy at the moment. This is why I invited my two guests, Daniel Calveron and Amar Glock Singh to talk to me about this situation. I'll let both of them introduce themselves later. As another disclaimer, my guests and I are not elected officials or representative. My opinions are not reflective of my guests and vice versa. Coffee and Croissant is a safe space for everyone and is open for discussion and dialogue that contradicts my own. I encourage my fellow Kenyans to have open and respectful dialogue with those who have opposite view. With that being said, Daniel, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Daniel Calderon. I'm a filmmaker from Toronto, um, running my own business called 94 Productions. And uh, yeah, Christian was uh, kind enough to invite me to discuss this matter. Uh, <laughs> kind of strays away from the <laughs> normal uh, aspect of uh, coffee and croissant, like the topics we like to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, tourism. Uh, food, whatever have you, four hundred dollar meals, but uh, <laughs> but we'll have another separate conversation about that. Um, but yeah, the uh, truck convoy uh, definitely uh, something I'm excited to talk about. Um, I really don't have much to say in the sense of, you know, I guess I have my opinions about how things are like headed with the vaccines um, and the whole like situation of the pandemic. Um, but at the same time, you know. Uh, it's clearly a hot button issue. It's uh, trending uh, all over the world, really, or at least in North America. You yeah. know, everybody's talking about it. Like we're the the, uh, the epicenter uh, of this uh, news story. Um, and can- Canadians, uh, for the most part, by nature, are reserved individuals. We don't really like to draw so much attention to ourselves. Um, so the fact that Joe Rogan's talking about it, and if you saw that clip, yeah, uh, everybody's talking about this, and. You know, it's good and bad, right? Like with anything, like a lot of people are proud um, because they want to, um, you know, show the world that uh, as Canadians, we have a voice as well and we stand for our independence. Um, But like with anything, there's also bad things about it. There's very uh, negative uh, uh, kind of um, results that uh, have come out of this. Um, You know, I've seen, which is what I wanted to discuss with you. uh, We'll get into it more, I'm sure. Um, you know, just reading now an article like, you know, homeless shelters getting harassed yep. um, by, you know, these these people that uh, were responsible for the convoy and, um, you know, also uh, defacing, um, you know, statues and monuments uh, in Ottawa uh, that are considered sacred, that are considered uh, separate from the cause. So, again, we'll go over all these matters and, uh, yeah, happy to discuss more, man. Oh, and I'm happy that you're here. And like we said, this is just like an open discussion, a broad discussion about what's going on. I feel like my perspective is like many Canadians' perspective as well. Many Canadians don't know how to feel about this convoy yet. Um, but I've also been reading that from both sides of the political spectrum, conservatives and liberals, they're saying things that kind of contradict each other in a weird way. And I'll definitely touch on to that. And I feel like there could be a lot of disinformation going on with this convoy as well. Which is why this mm-hmm. episode is titled, Is This Fake News? Is the Freedom Convoy Fake News? But let's go straight to the facts. 
and what right. is the Freedom Convoy. So I'm just giving away the overview facts of it from both sides, pro and against. So the Freedom Convoy uh, 2022 is an ongoing protest conducted by truck drivers in Canada against the COVID-19 vaccine requirements to re-enter the country by land introduced by the government of Canada on January 15, 2022. It's composed of several routes traversing all Canadian provinces. The truck convoys converge on Ottawa on January 29th, which was yesterday, and they rallied at Parliament Hill. The goal of this convoy, of the goal of this whole protest, is to end the vaccine mandates in Canada during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The Freedom Convoy spokesperson, Ben Bichter, stated on Fox News that we want to get rid of the vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports. More importantly, the vaccine passport, that's what they're most concerned with. Understandably, many Canadians who are not truckers are also affected by this because their workplace may require them to be fully vaccinated, aligning themselves with the government. As a quick note, personally, I've heard a couple people within different jobs, especially government jobs, losing their position because they were not fully vaccinated and they refused to do so. First, uh, I know ECRDE, for people that know, is a is the French Canadian Broadcasting Arm of CBC, which is a Canadian Broadcasting Channel or Corporation, even interviewed people that lost their job during the vaccine mandate. So the people who are against the Freedom Convoy, such as our Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, said that Prime Minister said that the protesters are a French minority with unacceptable views, alluding to the fact that some protesters are far-right extremists and being part of the white supremacy slash Nazis. There's been a bunch of photos online which shows people with Nazi with Nazi flags and the American Southern flag, which is the Confederate flag, which has association with white supremacy. Those are the facts we have now with an overview of both sides. What do you think so far? Like, do you think it's an accurate description of what's going on in terms of what's really going on? I think this is why I've been hearing the news from both sides. Um, did I miss anything, Dan? What do you think? Yeah, honestly, man, uh, that was quite insightful because I didn't hear, uh, I don't know whether to take that as real news or fake news because I, I didn't hear a lot of that uh, for myself until you've uh, voiced it. Um, again, the things that I mentioned when I introduced myself about this uh, situation um, were, to my knowledge, what I'm aware of. Um, but at the same time, like the whole thing about the Nazi iconography, like <laughs> I've never heard of that uh, being shown. And I, I guess like, I get, you know, I want to ask you this because, you know, let's just tell people uh, for listening in. Um, you're a resident of Ottawa. Yeah, I live in um, Ottawa. I- I'm in it. <laughs> so this is, yeah, so so that's what I was going to say. So this is uh, something that you can actually speak on, um, being real or not, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, speak on this subject. Do you see uh, a lot of the things that you described yes. earlier? Yes, 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 yes. Is it to the extent that the whole convoy or the whole protesters are part of the white supremacy and Nazi? I don't know if that's true or not, but I do have friends who are living downtown who are sending me photos of truckers with uh, Confederate flags, people on pickup trucks with Confederate flags, and people walking around with Nazi flags proudly. So I do see that. I've even seen, David sent me photos of people with the Trump 2020 flag as well. So what the prime minister is saying could be true. It is could be a Frenchman already with unacceptable views. But on the other end, 
from what I've seen on Twitter, especially if you go on Twitter and you go to hashtag Freedom Convoy 2022, you're seeing just everyday people who are in the rural communities who are deeply affected by this vaccine mandate. They do not understand why they need to be fully vaccinated to cross the border. In our personal opinion, the work that they do doesn't really involve them seeing anyone because they're basically in a truck going from point A to point B. It's not like they're onloading or offloading any uh, like any material. They're part of a supply chain. And they were like strongly encouraged and even known as heroes throughout this be- beginning of this pandemic. So what they're saying, so what the Prime Minister is saying, I, I do think it's true. I'm not going to lie. Like, it is 100% true. I've seen it. I even had friends who are speaking against the convoy that are receiving death threats about this whole thing. Wow. So, like, it is... Went from who, though? Like, Canadians? Uh, like, like c- citizens? We don't know. Mm. I'm so happy you said it. Is it Canadians? Because there's been rumors... <laughs> is it government officials? <laughs> not government officials, but there's been rumors that, like, Americans... Right who are against this are also coming to Canada to protest and to join the rally. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. That's what I was trying to bring up right at the beginning is like, it started a movement. Um, A lot of people, uh, uh, you know, have found their way uh, to Ottawa. Um, Are are people still on the way or did they all arrive? I think the people are still on the way. Uh, From what I heard, this may go all the way to February 4th. So all the way until Friday. So what's the point they're going to, so let's like uh, clear it like give some context to people that don't understand what's happening with this convoy. Are they coming to Ottawa to like kind of block all the streets, like create a blockade? That, that's what's um, happening so far. Force their hand kind of thing. That's yeah. what's happening so far. The protesting parliament, um, hopefully talk to, talk to some elected officials mm-hmm. so, so that they can get at least a point of view to what they're coming from. Um, I personally don't understand why they're doing it, to be quite honest, because no one has been in parliament. Everyone's been working from home during this whole pandemic. Right. So it's like, you're, fine, yeah. you're talking to like <laughs> people that are barely there. You know, that's, that makes no sense to me. It's like someone's threatening where you were, you're uh, the building you work at, but it's like, uh, I've, I'm working, I've been working for my laptop since uh, March, 2020. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that being said, like to see on Twitter, the people that are, that are waving and they're greeting the truckers are passing through the highway especially in Toronto or close to uh, Montreal and, and, and Quebec. Like, you know, there are people that are totally for this. Um, and this is something I really want to bring on to is the people that, it's the fact that people are losing jobs because they're not being fully mm. vaccinated because their workplace right. may align 100% with the government of Canada. And, you know, like, it's, it's a very interesting issue because... I'm pro vaccines, you know, like, well, yeah. And you know, my, my, Matt, like, yeah. well, let me just clear this. Yeah. I said it on our, on a podcast, well, my podcast corner talks that you've uh, been a guest on quite recently. And, you know, I stand by it. It's like, you know, I I'm, don't want anyone to really to get, I don't really care if you get the vaccine or not. I can only control what I can do. Mm-hmm. And I choose to get it because I want to protect myself. I've been taking vaccines since I was an infant mm-hmm. um, to protect myself from, you know, the illnesses, the viruses that are out there. I think it's, uh, you know, quite, quite wise to do so. However, you know, people have, you know, medical issues, people are concerned about their long-term effects, have every right to not take it. My thing is I have people, I have, um, you know, peers or whatever that you speak to them and they're like, yeah, they're like, I don't believe in the vaccine. I'm not going to get it. But if they make it mandatory, like, I'm just going to get it. And I'm like, well, 
with that attitude, like it's either you want it or you don't, you don't say like when something's shoved down your throat, you're going to get it because that kind of defies the whole purpose of, you know, the cause, right? Like Mm -hmm. standing against, standing up for something that you believe in. And what I'm trying to get at is like the convoy, I believe has a genuine, um, you know, kind of a mission Mm -hmm. where uh, kind of a genuine intent in that they don't want, um, you know, their livelihoods to be affected from a vaccine, right? And they, they're kind of saying, you know, we're like the backbone of uh, the nation. Uh, we transport the goods, the, the cargo, the, the food, um, all that you need. And, you know, we're isolated as it is. Uh, we don't really bother anyone. We're not big corporations and we shouldn't be pressured into these vaccine. Now, that's just speculation how I interpret the situation. I don't really know uh, exactly why these truckers don't want to get their vaccines, but I have a feeling uh, on a human level, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why a lot of people um, feel that way. So with regards to like, you know, back to this whole vaccine thing, it's like, you know, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to take it. But if you start saying things like, yeah, I'm just going to take it anyway, when it becomes mandatory, it makes no sense to me. You know, Uh, it's like (laughs) you're prolonging the cause, right? You're, you're kind of putting everybody's life in jeopardy for what, you know, um, you know, it just, I, I could never understand those people and they voice it to me. Right. It's not like they say like, Oh no, I just, I, I really don't want it. Cause then I say to them, yeah, it's up to you. I don't really care. Um, like one, one, uh, you know, gentleman I work with, like he has a, uh, medical exam mm-hmm. and he got a card and everything. And he, you know, uh, is afraid of, uh, blood clots. Uh, his doctor even warned him like, you know, uh, certain things about the vaccine could trigger, uh, you know, these, these, you know, uh, clots in the, in the body and, uh, that I respect, right. That I can understand. And I'm not saying, you know, you have to be medically exempt, but, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think this whole concept, like, it, it, I think we've gotten to a point Christian where, you know, everybody's just does, does, we don't know how to handle it. You know, we don't know what to make of it. Um, everyone has an opinion now. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, kind of waning on everybody. Uh, it's what, like over two years now. Um, and you have to understand, like, I was just reading something before the podcast, um, like a top medical officer for Toronto was like, we now have to like, um, get used to the idea that, uh, COVID will be with us for the rest of our lives. Right. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, thanks for shutting everything down, you know, affecting the economy, affecting a lot of people's mental health. Cause that's something that a lot of people predicted from the beginning, right. That it was just going to become part of. Um, our everyday life, the flu. Yeah. You agree on that? I 100% agree on that. Like, I think the science behind it, to me, in my personal opinion, makes sense. Um, I do understand why people do feel the way they feel because they've been told in absolute terms that it's not going to last forever. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've we all been told, oh, you know, just do our part and we're going to be good to go. So... I do understand those who played their part feel annoyed by all this, <clears throat> by people not being fully vaccinated. But I do also see the other part of it as well. But personally, like if I were them, I'll get vaccinated. Like at this point in time, because there's nothing you can do now. Like you cannot travel without having a vaccine. Like certain yeah. countries in Europe will not accept you. Um, we're waiting for continent Africa to make their, their decisions in terms of vaccines and being fully vaccinated. For sure, well, I yeah. know for Europe, sure Canada, sure. like you need to be fully vaccinated and you need to have a negative COVID PCR test that is taken before your direct flight to come to Canada. Yeah, that has to be negative before you enter the country. 
Like Kenan's not joking around with this. And and I do understand where people feel not to do it. That being said, I love traveling. I think you love traveling as well. And we understand yes, like, I miss those, it. <laughs> those are the risks of it. Yeah. yeah. But if those truckers or people who are against vaccines are not traveling, like should their rights be removed? And that's the issue. Should their rights not be allowed if they don't go to restaurants? Because some of them want to go to restaurants. They want to the bars. You know, like they the don't problem, want to the, go the, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with these truckers, yeah. Like <laughs> the thing what people don't realize is that they, these aren't like service jobs, you know, yeah. lawyer, doctor, whatever have you. These are guys that are literally bringing the food to your table. Guys or girls um, as well. Not only guys. And guys, guys, guys yeah, guys exactly. Girls, yeah. There's women truckers as well. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, from yeah. a generic perspective, like just in, from general speaking, that these gentlemen, these women, they are bringing uh, the things, our most basic need. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even going to make a joke when I was going to come on the podcast. Like, is that where, is that why my Amazon package hasn't arrived? <laughs> and as funny as that makes them to a lot of people, like it's the reality. Like yeah. imagine if these truckers all went on strike yeah, across North America. Like, I don't think people realize like the ramifications of this protest, like how, how, how it could affect, you know, our way of life. Now, I don't know if I'm getting to, let, let me add, about it. let me add yeah. one more thing about it. Do the King, the trucker association Canada. 90% of mm-hmm. them are fully vaccinated. I think majority of them are fully vaccinated. It's just a small amount of them that aren't vaccinated. That, that are is, causing this mess. That are causing like this, this mess. Like this protest. Yeah. And, and let me see if I can read up an article for us because it was quite interesting to see because some of them feel as though that their movement has been hijacked by far-right extremists. That, I don't know if, like, when I hear things like that, then I gotta be quite honest. Like, yeah, you need to have like valid proof to tell me like something you like, gotta, that's happening. The expression goes, "Show you, show the receipts." Like exactly, <laughs> but like seeing my friends' texts and like their story, I do believe it's true. Uh, mm-hmm. But when I read it on the news, I'm like, "Is this like a political play?" Because you never know nowadays. You don't know what everyone's agenda is. So let me go ahead and share with you some of, some of the stuff that I've been seeing. So besides that, let so me see. Go ahead. I want to just interject here while you've searched that up. So is it affecting your like actual day-to-day life? No. Where you're living? <laughs> no, because everything I do it, because everything I do myself, first of all, mm. I live in the outskirts of Ottawa. Uh, a suburb? In the like suburb. On the outskirts, right? Yeah, yeah. The suburbs. Like me. Yeah. In Toronto. Yeah. But like my work is from home. Everyone's work is from home. Don't people that's But I'm saying you don't hear you don't hear the noise. Like you don't no, feel it. I don't I don't, <laughs> you don't hear, feel the tension. I don't yeah. feel the tension no whatsoever. Nice. Um but that being said, like the people that are working downtown, people that are in service job, the people that own businesses, you know, they were forced to close down. The Rito Mall Center was closed yesterday is also closed today because many of the protesters are not wearing masks inside the mall and they're not following the uh-huh. rules or regulation and they had to close business and you know me i'm pro business look like people need to make their money the economy entrepreneur needs, buddy yeah people need to get it going exactly so you push me yeah i was trying to say you push me uh to get my business going i remember that so. yeah 100 percent so like I definitely feel that. But as, as you currently see, this is from CBC. 
um, Kenya Broadcasting Corporation. And mm-hmm. Dan, like, are you like, are you seeing all of this like uh, highlights? This is from like they're saying this sign is could be related to the Proud Boys, Liberty or, or Death to Me. But I'm just wanna yeah. But that's a that's the problem with these movements, these protests. I'm sure you can agree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they take it to the extreme, right? There's people that are um, voicing it for a cause, um, like for the right cause, the one that's <laughs> intended for them to be there. Mm-hmm. And then there are those that take advantage of the riot, right? Take advantage of the uh, hysteria. And they kind of push their own um, agenda. Like, is there a reason why the Proud Boys are part of are they not a racist militant group? Yeah, they are. They are. They yeah, are. so I'm confused why they're. I guess they're truck drivers too. I think I'm, I'm uh, waiting. I'm waiting for someone to make a deep dive about this because, from what like I'm like Bill Mayer or something. Yeah, like I'm. I'm, I'm waiting for like a forty forty <laughs> on this because, like, yeah. I think this is a lot more deeper than it goes because the people that are originally did this like did this convoy mm-hmm. not part yeah. of the trucking association they're not part of the trucking association that's yeah. interesting. That's very interesting well you're well you're telling me something now that i'm that piqued my interest but also made me a question the whole movement it's only 10 percent that are unvaccinated and they're part yeah, of this convoy exactly so like i'm seeing what? right now I'm i not- thought it was something like 70 percent. i could be wrong like I'm read. I heard ninety percent of them are are fully vaccinated. I'm talking about the Canadian, the Canadians. I'm not. I'm not question about the Americans. Mm. But, said, but I'm like, saying, but, so what's the point of the move? Is it like based on principle? Like, don't tell us. I guess any protest really is. But I, I'm still confused as to why they would go through all this trouble. They would go all this trouble because they're against the vaccine mandate and against the vaccine passport. They don't yeah. think. That, it, that it's the government's place to tell them what to get vaccinated on, what not to get vaccinated on. I'm assuming, like, like it, let's 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 bring this pure in stats. There has to be a correlation between people that are do, part of convoy and anti-vaxxers. Like, there has to be a correlation here, right? Yeah. You know, like I would like there has to be a correlation. I'm not quite sure if if the majority of anti-vaxxers or vaccine hesitant. But I would say that anti-vaxxers definitely belong in this group. Because if you're fully vaccinated, like, what are you... Like, you must be a very small minority that's within the convoy that stays fully vaccinated. Unless they're fully vaccinated, but they're part of the Proud Boys or white supremacy trying to start some stuff up within like yeah that's movement. that's a good point you know yeah, if, like, they're an issue, if they're trying to instigate that's a whole different uh conversation or podcast <laughs> but, exactly yeah but like but like here's here's the thing i think people i think most people live in silos and people don't really understand what canada is canada is mostly rural love, rural communities uh, okay it's mostly yeah rural no canada small communities you know what i'm so happy you said that 10 percent of the population of canada lives not 10%, sorry, uh, 90% of the population in Canada lives on the border of the United States mm-hmm. and Canada. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read something like that. Um, I haven't read something like that. So you can imagine, yeah, but you can imagine the amount of geographical like landscape that is unoccupied by humans, but also 
that are as the same time, like, like you said, like rural landscapes. Um, we don't have a lot of predominant cities mm-hmm. around, you know what I mean? Like, um, there was a lot of like farm activity. There's a lot of, uh, I don't even know what I'm getting at with farm activity, but I mean, like there's a lot of uh, places, uh, people you know, people trades. forget. Yeah. People in trades, but people also forget like, you know, there's, uh, you know, Yukon, Northwest territories, uh, none of it. Mm-hmm. That's still Canada. Right. Mm-hmm. So we live, I don't know about Ottawa, but I know of Toronto, for example. If you live in Toronto or on the outskirts, it's heavily influenced by the American culture. So you think that's how everyone else lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you just drive a couple of hours away from where I live, you mm-hmm. know, up north, right? Barrie or even farther. Um, you'll, you'll notice a different way of life, right? Like a different... Uh, different group of people in terms of like mindset and values and um you know just uh just maybe leading more simple lives right Mm -hmm. um so yeah definitely i can understand what you're saying yeah and and here's the thing like people like and this is to the audience i i have my point of view and then has his point of view but we're open to have people that have different point of views to this as well like, kind of has to have an open discussion about this. You know, I'm tired of people saying, like, you are this, therefore you are this, 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 this. Like, people can have different views or different stance on this. I do feel for people that lost their jobs and refused to be fully vaccinated and that lost their jobs. I do feel for them. That being said, like, you know, a corporation, you know, a business, they're allowed to have requirements, you know? So it's a private enterprise too, exactly. right? Like they, they can govern in how they choose, right? As long as they're not breaking the law, um, they can instill certain policies on, on their employees, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same as them, um, you know, a security policy on like what they can or cannot do within the company. Like they can also adhere to that. Uh, they, they can also um, administer that. Like, for example, like a school, like an education system, mm-hmm. people forget that, you know, I remember when I was a kid growing up, my mom would have to, you know, have like way like form signed and approved, uh, saying that uh, your child is vaccinated, right, mm-hmm. with the following uh, vaccines. Um, and I asked her once, you know, growing up, like what that meant, and she said, no, they they want to make sure that if you're in a class of children, like you and your classroom, right, your classmates are all vaccinated, so they prevent the, uh, I don't know, like diseases or other like you know viruses to be spread. Um, it's just like a common thing. Um, and before the whole pandemic even existed, uh, there was a lot of people, um, quite a significant amount that were protesting against, uh, vaccines, yeah. like mandates, you yeah. know, even for things like smallpox, right. Measles, yeah. things like that. And it's baffling to me. Right. Because like they said something like smallpox used to affect millions of children around the world, like for the longest time in human history. And I think we're like 99% um, immune to it, like eradicated. They're almost eradicated from the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can only be possible with a vaccine, right? Um, You can't just wish it away from existence. You have to take the appropriate measures, the uh, scientific action to get it it done. So yeah, I I don't know, man. Like it's a tricky subject because at the end of the day, like, if you want me to be fully honest, like 
I respect what everyone's doing here and like, you know, fighting for their cause, but I really don't know what everyone expects like this direction to take. You know what I mean? Like this pandemic has again, yeah. waned on so long. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, um, you know, to, I, I think it might get worse in a sense, like for the people that don't want to get vaccinated hearing, hearing me say this, um, they're being nice right now. <laughs> they're, they're just, they, they, they were, they were very nice when it first started. Like I think about it when it first started, yeah. or like in terms of the vaccines being introduced, mm-hmm. me and you, you know, we were open to taking it cause we wanted to like, you know, get on with it. I was actually hesitant mm-hmm. uh, when they were developing it. I said, Oh, I don't know what the hell vaccine. Right. And then I realized, you know, we have to kind of move on with our lives. But that was even before, you know what I mean, man? Like, they didn't even say anything about taking a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just uh, expected the population to do their, do their, their part. Right, uh, do their part and uh, inoculate themselves so they can, uh, you know, have society return to normal. Um, and that wasn't the case, right? Because there's always, uh, you know, I'm sure there's scientific studies, right? Or sociological, sociological studies where... Uh, in a group of people, there's always going to be a small percent, an outlier, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to not uh, partake uh, in whatever um, experiment you're going for. So whatever have you, um, they were nice about it in the beginning. They didn't say much. They just said, get your vaccine, you know, support a good cause, even post about it, whatever. What do we have now? Oh, now you can't go to a restaurant. Now you can't go to the movies. Yeah. Now you can't go to the airport. Now you can't travel. Wait, yeah. what? Now they're imposing these restrictions wait this is a free country they can't do that oh but they did mm-hmm. oh wait you can't work for uh the school board you can't you know work for public transit you know what i mean these government union jobs that people thought we were going to be they were going to be protected from yeah they had a mandate they had they had a, uh, an ultimatum or a deadline you know by this date if you don't get inoculated we don't care you're done oh like, that's it Hold on, hold on, haven't hold you on. heard about that i, I heard about that the public transit system yeah i heard about it i just got a uh Ahmed got saying is he's is about to join. Uh, I, I think he was gonna come, but oh, okay. I'm, I'm happy he's joining. All right, let's go. Hey, man. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, but then, like, let's stick to to that point you're having uh, while he's about to connect mm-hmm. his audio. I'm gonna share with you my. So screen. your friend, yeah, your friend. What, sorry, well, I'll ask him what his name is, but uh, yeah, he can definitely chime in on uh, hey. these points. Hey, how's it going, man? I, I didn't think you were gonna come. Hey, bro. Yeah, I just uh, I was I don't know if you can see me on the um, the video here. I'm just trying to get in. Can you see me? No, I can't. I can't see you. Um, by the way, you're on. Uh, you're on a. Uh, there you go, man. Oh, I'm loving hey, the beard, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Long Thank time you. no see, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. By the way, we have here my friend Dan, Daniel Calderon, who's like uh, the owner of 94 Productions. Uh, before we get this conversation going, okay. just yep. quickly introduce yourself so the audience know who you are and uh, what you're about. Yeah, so uh, my name is Agumjot Singh. Uh, I'm an artist, uh, oil painter. I live in Toronto. And um, yeah, like I'm, I'm basically like a French Canadian Sikh, if, if that is irrelevant, uh, if it's relevant in any way. But, uh, but yeah, like I've just been sort of like covering the Freedom Convoy, you know, on Instagram and connecting with people on the ground from different walks of life. And uh, yeah, so I was sharing it on Instagram and then uh, Christian here, yeah. um, you know, we're connected on Instagram from, you know, many years ago in Ottawa. I think we, we met at the IFCO, I think. Yeah, right? uh, IFCO, which is the Independent Filmmakers Cooperative of Ottawa. 
Um, yeah. You made some cool shorts. I think, and I think we both kind of like Charles shorts. And we spoke about the industry, yeah. and and that's how we connected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and yeah, I worked in the film industry for um, a year or so here in Toronto. So, uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, like back to the Freedom Convoy. Um, yeah, like I think it seems to be like um, there's like a polarizing sort of energy to this thing yeah. where it's like you have the mainstream media saying like one thing and then you have like what's really happening and the majority of what's really happening, which seems to be like love and unity. So it, I'm personally kind of inspired by like um, my Sikh friends, uh, Paul Menderson, who I connected you with. Mm-hmm. Um, they're there like serving people food and they're just like spreading love and yeah. And, um, you know, messages of peace and unity and, and coming together to basically end these mandates um, that are being, you know, enforced on people and for, you know, taking people's jobs away yeah. uh, if they're vaccinated or not. So, so yeah, like it, it, it seems like there's a large majority of people from different walks of life there um, just like coming in and, and, and uh, you know, requesting their freedom that, you know, we once had the democracy we once lived in. So, uh, yeah, man. And this is such a good point. And let's stick to that point. I'm going to share with you guys my screen and I'm going to sh- highlight. I just highlighted a part of this whole conversation, cover uh, this whole point, people losing their jobs. Can anyone share, see my screen, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm going to read this for the audience who's listening through audio. Kelly Starling, a single mother of one, also came out to show support. She said she was fired from her job for, with Toronto Water for failing to report her vaccination status by the, by the prescribed deadline. By the start of the year, the city had fired 461 employees for failing to comply with its mandate. Asked why she felt it was important to demonstrate, Starin said to make sure they know not everybody's on this side is a bad person. I'm a good person. Starin added that she contracted COVID-19 in March 2021, along with several of her colleagues, but all of them survived and are, and are healthy today. Starring said she is convinced of the need of being fully vaccinated. And this is the point that Dan was making, and I also agree with that point. Like, if these, like, I don't think all these people are this extremists that they say the media says it is. Like, it, it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, exactly. like, that's, like, they're just, that's, yeah, that's nuts. they're just, yeah, <laughs> like, they're just simple people, man. People just, just live in their day-to-day job, you know, who do believe that they, do, they don't need to get vaccinated. Um, yeah. so like, let me give everyone a bit more, let me catch up the conversation. So I was saying then, like, I'm, like, I'm pro-vaccines. I'm not gonna lie. I'm fully vaccinated. I'm a booster, but I definitely mm-hmm. understand people who are hesitant in being vaccinated. You know, you're, it's something that just happened like two years ago. Not yeah. one's quite sure. Not people are comfortable. The fact mm-hmm. that people are losing their jobs about this, I don't know how I feel <laughs> about it. It's 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 very crazy. That no, that's what said, I was trying to tell you. Right? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. If, 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 no, that's what then. I was trying to tell you. And by the way, it's a pleasure, Gamjat, like to have you on the podcast. Uh, I'm a fellow Toronto uh, citizen yeah. here, <laughs> so very nice. Uh, I didn't know you're from Toronto, so that's cool. Um, but uh, nevertheless, yeah, like that, that was a conversation I was having with Christian before he came on the podcast is, you know, when they were introducing these vaccines, um, they were being nice about it in the sense that they were saying, oh, uh, you know, please do your part, you know, help society get back to normal. Um, we highly encourage you, right? Here are all the uh, statistics, uh, all the scientific proof that it could help us, uh, whatever have you. 
Um, and that's fine, right? Everyone has uh, their own kind of like prerogative, like if they want to take the vaccine or not. Um, but never, no one in their wildest dreams, especially in a free country like Canada, would believe that, oh, they can't tell you if you, you can't enter a restaurant if you don't are not vaccinated yeah. or at the airport. But I was the only one, maybe blame it on my cynicism, but I was the only one saying, no, they can. Trust me. They want something. If, if the government wants something to be um, uh, like, like mandated or want something to be uh, accomplished, they'll do anything in their power to get it done. Um, they're doing it gradually. That's the difference. See, if they mm-hmm. were doing it when they announced the vaccines, right? If they started saying, if you don't do it, you're going to get fired from your job. Um, these city workers will get let go. You know, truckers have to do it. If they just started overwhelming the population, mm-hmm. um, no one would get vaccinated. Uh, probably a small percent. I don't even know if the, a reasonable person would be, right? Because then they would see it as a political move. So yeah. I think it's very gradual. Um, and I see what they're doing. Do I think they're an evil entity like a lot of people believe they are? No, I don't really think that. I just think it's very strategic. And the logic is, you know, we're two years into a pandemic. We're in a first world country. As Christian always says, uh, being an entrepreneur, you know, business got has to be booming. Like you have to, you can't just like yeah. twiddle your thumbs and stay home all the time, watch Netflix. Like eventually you have to get back to normal, you know? Um, when uh, Omicron was uh, on the horizon and people were, you know, talking about this new variant and uh, like very, you know, just anticipating its arrival. Um you know, there's a lot of cases kind of uh, apparent uh, from where I live, you know, in Toronto, uh, on the outskirts of Toronto. And, um, you know, business was still booming uh, in the Christmas holidays, like no one was kind of shutting down. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that? Because that's one of the pivotal seasons of the year uh, to kind of uh, help the economy bounce back. Um, Mm -hmm. But as soon as January 1st, January 2nd hit, that's when you started seeing, oh, only, you know, 50%. And, you know, uh, people are going to be checked. And, all that sort of those sort of measures, right? So, again, uh, I just think there's a lot of things at play. It's uh, like you said when you came on the podcast; it's very polarizing. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, there's not really much to say anymore. Um, I think it's like, you know, take the vaccine um, if you feel um, you'll be in a safer place, right, uh, for your own safety, for your own health, uh, for the people around you. But if you don't want to take it, you don't take it. Like that's your prerogative. I really don't care. I was just telling Christian. Yeah. It's, the people that say I'll take it when it becomes mandatory. It's probably internet. Oh, I spoke yeah, internet. It's, oh. <laughs> it is it's all good. Yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, hopefully I you're on that five G, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah, oh, I, man. I took the vaccine, so I must have five G right now. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. Man, uh, you gotta take that four. You gotta take that four booster. <laughs> booster four. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, people, man. Back. People are so, nah, nah, people nah, are so sensitive nowadays when, people, when they make jokes about that stuff. Um, uh, we just play it. But, but it's like, nice to know everybody's imagination is good. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, Dan, like what Dan just said, people, I this is what most Canadians feel. Like it has to be. Most Canadians are just like, I'm taking it because I feel taking it. If you don't want to take it, that's good. But I'm going to take it because I feel comfortable taking it. I don't think most Canadians feel the need of forcing people to get vaccinated. Like that's what, that's what I'm trying to really get a sense of. This is why I'm open to have dialogue with multiple people from different point of views about this. We cannot have this be a, a divisive thing for Canada. It, it just cannot be. Um, but all right. So, well, I think the whole trucker, the movement, um, that that's what it, like you just said, right? I think uh, leading up to the truck, this whole uh, convoy, no one really thought it was that divisive until they saw, yeah. um, you know, this convoy headed towards Ottawa. In Canada, that is, right? We see it in the news, like, 
uh, the Americans, how they react, but to see this happening in our home territory, it's a whole, a whole different story. So I'm going to draw, like you said, you have friends that are on, are in Canada and they're in Ottawa on the front lines of things. How, how are they doing? I'll just uh, correct my name. Just it is a really tough name. Yeah. But you, if you pronounce it a gum joke, like a, a, gum, a gum joke, I'm so sorry about that. A gum joke. Yeah. yeah. No worries. No worries, man. Yeah. A gum joke. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like my, my uh, friends in in um, in Ottawa. I'm not sure exactly where they're from, but I connected with them on Instagram. Um, Paul Minder Singh and his friends. They like basically got like a four by four truck full of like food, and they just like drove down to Ottawa to support like all the protesters. Um, the con- you know the convoy like the truckers and stuff and they're just like giving out like food which is like a kind of a Sikh tradition that they they just like feed people mm-hmm. so it's uh, really cool to see that they're there because like you know there's a lot of like media about like oh it's like a white supremacy thing but then yet you see these like guys with turbans who have been like yeah. victims of white supremacy <laughs> and they're showing up and they're like supporting and 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 they're trying to remind everyone like you know like yeah, like this is about ending mandates, not about like whatever, you know, narrative is starting to spread. And it seems like that narrative is like very popular in the mainstream media, but then like on actual like Instagram and social media, it's like mostly like, everything that I've seen has been like nothing but unity between like, I've seen even like Aboriginal peoples, and, like people of color and mm-hmm. like all different peoples. And they're all like, they're, we're all mostly on the same page. Like, yeah, we don't want mandates in Canada. Like that's what this that's what we're protesting, you know what I mean? Uh, so wait, so let me ask you this question because I actually seen the opposite. This is so interesting. Oh really? I have friends who's been sending me photos of people with Nazi flags, with Trump flags, okay. and with mm-hmm. the Confederate flag. Have yeah. have your people seen that during the thing? I, I, I have see, I asked them last night. I did a, a voice call with them and they said that they didn't see anything like that. Wow. Uh, and I also have another brown friend who's uh, Bangladeshi mm-hmm. and he he went down there and he took video and everything and he said that he didn't see any flags either and I was like these were the first questions I asked because like me personally I'm like if there is any type of like like white supremacy behind the organization of this convoy like I'm gonna definitely like be a little bit more like yeah cautious about sharing about this thing but but so far like from what I've seen it's like it, it doesn't seem to be the the main thing but where I'm starting to get like a vibe is that like it's very possible that like other groups have they, when there's chaos and in society they they see this as an opportunity to like show their their flags and flex and try to do something to get like more attention and, mm-hmm. and voice their opinion and I honestly feel like if they are there which I have seen some pictures like Confederate flag and stuff I feel like they're a very small minority mm-hmm. like I feel like they're a very small percentage of the group that's shown up. So, because I haven't heard any of that either myself. So that might be like one or two flags. Exactly. <laughs> in yeah, a like sea of people. Small <laughs> fraction of people. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So like, here's a question. So is all this fake news then? Like, that's what I gotta ask. Cause like, if it's just yeah. one guy <laughs> that's all those flags. Yeah. Like, I think it's not fake. It's just irrelevant, to be honest. Like they're just kind of there just to stir up shit. Like they could be there for the purposes of just to instigate or grab attention. Yeah. Right. Man. Like, why else are they there? They could I'm even so be paid actors. They could even be paid actors from like foreign adversaries. Like, like, and, and yeah, I that's a proven it. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be like conspiracy theory territory, but like, it's very possible that, you know, foreign adversaries be like, oh, look what's going on in Canada. Let's hire some uh, divisive uh, groups to go in there and pay them really well. And they just go in there and make some trouble, you know? Great point. 
and on Twitter they have bots, Instagram they have bots. They can use yeah. bots to attack people or to create yeah. a, a Facebook group that's pro or for against this to create some type of discourse that's yes. against Canada. Like all these are possible. Absolutely. We we saw it happen in the American elections. This can definitely mm-hmm. happen here in Canada. So yeah. I I don't know what more to say about this. This is so interesting, crazy. Like I'm excited for the documentary versions of all this as a deeper deep dive. Because yeah. like I don't know, like I don't know what to. There's so many news. I don't know what's what's real, what's not real. Like this is nuts. But anyways, like any closing thoughts on this? Uh, I'm gonna wrap up the show. Uh, no closing thoughts for me. <laughs> I think I've voiced <laughs> everything in my opinion. You know, it, it, we're just like, you know, having a conversation, right? Yeah. About uh, how we see uh, the situation. It's kind of interesting because it really is from different perspectives. You know, we're from Toronto and you're from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. So you actually uh, see it on home turf, like what <laughs> with your own eyes. And we're here just uh, taking in what the media is reporting back. Uh, but we also see it from different angles, right? Like social media. Yeah. Um, you know, there be... I think what people need to take from this is regardless of the cause, regardless if you support it or not, um, you can't dismiss it. You can't, uh, you know, kind of just ignore it. It's, it's here. Um, there's a reason why it's here. And maybe instead of just brushing it off, we should kind of, you know, hear what they have to say. Um, but eventually people should kind of move on. Uh, and when I say move on, I mean, we make a decision. Um, so we're not kind of going through these protests yeah. all uh, consistently, right? Like, cause it's, the divisiveness, it, uh, is counterproductive to our progress. Yeah. I'm going to draw it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, am I saying it correctly? Yeah, it's a gum joke, but I'll don't worry. Joke. I'll so sorry. I'll gum joke, please. Keep <laughs> correcting me. I'll gum joke. Uh, any thoughts, uh, any closing remarks? Yeah. So like, um, the one thing that keeps coming to me about this and I'll, I'll share it as my closing remark is that I just feel like if, if this indeed is a, I just, you know, um, a, a protest about mandates, which it appears to be, and, and removing them for Canadian, to, you know, to preserve Canadian democracy. I really like would love to see a unified, like other people, like people of color, people yeah. of different religions and races, and and in Canada, because like we're such a multicultural country. Yeah. I know there's other people out there, but I'm sure they've been like they've become like obviously like um, like. They, they, they think that the convoy may be racist. So it's like, mm-hmm. let's stay away from that. <laughs> but I'm hoping that like, I'm, I might even go down myself next week and, you know, tie my turban and show up and help those guys mm-hmm. be people. So like, I would just love to see like some more unity men and, and just like people come together and be like, yeah, like our nation is strong and we have things that can be fixed in our country. Like, you know, like the first nations and, and things yeah. like this, they need to be, of course, that's the government that should be working on that. But, uh, but yeah, like we, we need to come together and, and, um, you know, I would love to see a show of, of, uh, all walks of life come together on this and, and, uh, preserve our democracy. Well said, well said. Like, I'll, I'll just say people stop being your silos. Like if you want to get understanding, ask someone, be like, I don't get this. Can you explain this to me? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you create open discourse with different people. Like, I think this is very interesting what's going on. I see reports from both sides, National Post, Global Mail, Brazil, Canada, CBC, you know, they're all saying different things. So if you don't know, ask. Honestly, just ask. But go ahead. Um, I think this was a great show, guys. Thank you so much for hopping in. 
go ahead. Um, I have a bunch of listeners that are listening in. Like, do you guys want to share anything and share your socials or things you're currently working on? The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, not really much to share uh, as of now. Um, but you know, I'm Daniel Calderon from Toronto, like I said before, and I uh, run a business called Ninety Four Productions uh, as a filmmaker. Um, we finished. Uh, I finished directing a short film uh, back in December, so kind of just working on, um, you know, post-production right now, uh, wrapping that up and, you know, having some other projects uh, that I'm tackling in the new year. So excited uh, to work with uh, more talented and creative individuals. Uh, but yeah, check me out. Uh, my Instagram page, it's d.calderone. And uh, yeah, looking forward to connecting. Perfect. I'm going to that's That's a correct one, right? You got it. You got it. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Usually it takes people a few times to get it. But yeah, you, you can follow me on Instagram at, at agumjotsingh108. And uh, yeah, you can check out my oil paintings. I have like uh, original artwork up for sale online. So if you're interested in that. And uh, I also donate 1% of all the proceeds to um, like Water First, which is like to help clean uh, water for Aboriginal communities. Uh, or you can pick for um, Plan Canada to help people in third world countries and CALSA Aid, which helps people in like third world countries as well, but more so for like conflict zones. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, if you're interested in that, go check it out on my Instagram. And the paintings, I've seen the paintings, I like most of them, they're super cool. <laughs> you call them Thanks, the, the post-impressionist, correct? Post-impression with uh, yeah. twist? Yeah, that's, that's the style I'm going for, it's like bright colors, landscapes. Yeah. Uh, large brushstrokes, and French classical impressionism. Really cool, really cool stuff. Anyways, people, <laughs> we're out. Hopefully, uh, I, I get discussed with your friend, Angwajo, and see what he has to say about this whole thing. And uh, we are out. <laughs>